It is Wednesday, October 31st. This is the NBA podcast with Corey Craig. I am your host, Corey Craig. It's the Halloween edition, baby. Let's go get it. A few things to talk about in today's show. Question number one, is Larry Drew coaching God or was it just time for the Cavs to get a win? Um, if you missed it, the Cavs are now winning. Um, so get excited, Cleveland. Your team, one win. Got uh, it on Tuesday night against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Previously, Teron Liu was fired from the Cleveland Cavaliers, which Cleveland loves to fire coaches. Uh, so Liu knew it was probably happening. Uh, we talked about it in last night's podcast, but the Cavs are winning now, one in six. Uh, yes, still bottom of the East, uh, but they got to win. So the question is is Larry Drew the man, or was it just time? Let's take a look at this win. I mean, they were playing in Cleveland. They've played the Hawks previously, um, obviously lost to the Hawks, so they knew what they were getting up against. Uh, Rodney Hood had a nice game with 26 points. Osman had a good game with 20 points. Um, both teams shot quite evenly in terms of field goals, in terms of three-pointers. Um, three uh, free throws really made the difference for the Cavs. They went 33 of 45 from the line. Um, everything else is pretty even. I mean, the Cavs did have 13 steals and at one point had a solid 27-point lead. Hawks did hang in there for a bit. Trey Young putting up 24 points. Alex Land putting up 22 points. But here's the question. Is Larry Drew sticking around or did the Cavs just get a win? Because no team's going to go 0-82. If someone's got to get a win at some point. And it's not like Cleveland you know, upset some big crazy team they were playing Atlanta. Uh, I mean, the Hawks themselves are only two and five. They're a spot above the Cavaliers in the East, uh, Atlanta 13th and Cleveland 14th. So was it just time for Cleveland to get a win? I say yes. Um, I don't think Larry Drew really implemented some crazy coaching scheme in his one game. I don't think he really lit a fire under the guys. I mean, sometimes, you know, getting a new coach in there does give guys a different perspective. It shows that the club's serious about wanting wins uh, because, you know, once they fired Ty Lue, um, you know, they're 0-6, no wins. Coach is gone. Players start looking around the locker room. Oh, who's, who's going to be next? Do you want to be traded? Are you happy in Cleveland? Um, you know, are you worried about your job security once you see the coach go? Does that get things fired up in the locker room? I say, yeah. Um, you know, just like with any other job, if you're working uh, and suddenly your boss gets fired, you're like, oh man, who's getting fired next? Like they want results. We got to go out and get them. And uh, that's what the Hawks did. They, or sorry, the Cavaliers did. They went out and they delivered. They beat the Hawks, uh, 136 to 114. Um, I mean, they now have to go play Denver, Charlotte, Orlando, and OKC in Chicago um, as their next stretch of games. Might get a second win in there, but 
probably not against Denver, probably not even against OKC, Charlotte, or Orlando. Um, might be in, in Chicago, November 10th. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, Cleveland fans. It's been a tough year for you. Um, you know, it's it's hard when LeBron leaves. We saw it previously with the Cavs, and it's just tough here for Cleveland. The Browns, also not great. Um, but the tanking has begun, and I can see Cleveland getting a first overall pick. Zion Williamson, welcome to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Maybe stay in school for a second season uh, at Duke, so you don't have to play for the Cavs. Uh, Larry Drew, he may be sticking around a bit in Cleveland. He's been talking to his agent. He knows the huge turnover, uh, one, in NBA coaching, and two, in Cleveland. They have gone through many coaches in the last uh, number of seasons. So I don't know if he'll want to stick around. I think he's happy with being an assistant. Very rarely do you see uh, an entire coaching staff get canned. It's usually the head guy. I think he just wants to stay as the assistant, but we'll see what happens in Cleveland. Um, But they got their first win, though. So everybody's got a win now in the NBA. Uh, Everyone's uh, won at least one game. Houston, Phoenix, Washington, and Cleveland, all with only one singular win. Big news, staying in the East, Kyrie got a haircut. Now, this is an NBA fashion hair and accessories watch, although that sounds like an amazing podcast. Uh, But Kyrie got a haircut, and a haircut can do amazing things for a man. Uh, You know, I had a... A friend's father who used to say, key to a good haircut was waiting two weeks, but there's no wait for Kyrie. Uh, he's working for him. Boston beat Detroit last night. Kyrie put up 31-5-5. Five and five. Looks like his little scoring slump is over. He finally stepped up, uh, got rid of the fro, uh, was looking fresh, um, was watching uh, the game, and he was just crushing the Pistons with some beautiful crossovers, getting to the bucket. It was it was Kyrie as we know him, not this early Kyrie. So the rust is slowly shaking off Kyrie Irving, which is nice to see. Uh, it's good to see him back where we know him to be. Um, we just see Gordon Hayward to kind of step up and get to where he needs to be. Um, he only had six points. Um, but Kyrie, again, great shooting numbers. Went 10 for 16 from the field, 7 for 8 from three and then four for seven from the line sorry seven from seven for eight from the free throw line and then four for seven from the perimeter but great job um in terms of gordon hayward we know he's coming off that big injury but the question still remains how long should we be worried about gordon hayward how long does boston give him before they start maybe thinking about shaking things up in Boston. Is there any chance that Boston is going to shake things up at all? Or are they super happy with their roster? I don't see them getting rid of Gordon Hayward. Uh, He has a close relationship with Brad Stevens. Uh, You know, they really went after him in free agency. So it'd be foolish to get rid of him because I do see him returning back to his former self. It's just when you come off a tough injury as he is, it can be hard uh, to get back to where you were um, right now, Boston's third in the East or five and two, definitely no need to worry there. Um, but if they start slumping a bit, uh, they haven't really 
played many Western Conference teams? Do they start looking to maybe shape things up a bit? The thing with Boston is, you know, everyone talks about how talented they are, and they are. I mean, they have great talent in Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, uh, Jason Tatum, Marcus Morris, Terry Rogier, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, uh, Jalen Brown. They have such a good roster, but if you trade one of those guys, you're so much weaker now. I mean, your your top three guys are Tatum, Irving, and Hayward. You can't trade any of them. Horford, you need them. Brown, you need them. Like they can't really shake things up that they're going to get a good value back for. So I don't see. And then why would they right now? They're third in the East. Um, I mean, they have had some struggles early on this season a bit uh, with their offense, but right now they're on a three game winning streak. So. I don't think they really need to be too worried. Um, maybe worried a bit about Gordon Hayward. Maybe he just needs to rest a few games, sit out, see how you perform without him. You did, I mean, they did excellent without him last year. Uh, so do you just get him some rest? Um, you know, try and do Golden State style where Clay, KD, and Steph barely play in the fourth quarter and sometimes don't even play at all. I just don't think the Boston Celtics can do that right now. I don't think they have enough firepower. I don't think they're getting um, as big point differentials up on teams that Golden State is. But maybe you rest Hayward in the fourth. Maybe you start sitting Kyrie some because both of these guys, big injuries last year. Kyrie's had a lot of injuries uh, in his past so maybe you just be weary of that. Maybe you're happy if you're Boston to settle uh, for a third, fourth seed. Um, as long as you're getting home court advantage in the playoffs, maybe that's fine. Maybe you don't really need to go for the one or two seed. We'll see. We're talking NBA all season long, so we'll find out eventually. Quick break. We're going to come back talk about Houston and Washington. Washington and Houston need to be concerned uh, about their teams. Right now, uh, neither is playing at a high level. Houston is one of five, and Washington is one in six. Both of these teams are bottom of the barrel. Um, Houston's tied with Phoenix for last place at one in five. And why aren't we talking about Phoenix needs to be worried? Phoenix, we're expecting them to be poor performing. Uh, I don't think they have the expectations of being a high performing team, uh, but Houston, I mean, coming off the season that they did last year, uh, they performed phenomenally. They were number one in the Western conference, 65 wins, 17 losses, uh, went into the playoffs. I mean, if CP three doesn't go down with that injury, maybe that warriors rockets battle goes a bit different. Um, but, I mean, what ifs and maybes, we'll never know. And Washington, and Washington didn't have the season that Houston did, but they did go 43 wins, 39 losses, uh, eighth seed in the East. So, I mean, both of these teams were playoff teams last year. Are they going to get there this year with this style of play? I don't see it. Houston, maybe they get things together. Washington, definitely not. Uh, you got your lead guys, Bradley Beal, John Wall, kind of calling out other guys in the locker room, uh, talking about people aren't playing hard, people aren't looking for their own shots. Uh, is it time for Washington just to blow it up? Um, I mean, they're on a four-game losing streak. 
can they work things out? Um, they're playing OKC, the Knicks, and Dallas and Orlando next. So a pretty decent stretch. They might get a few more victories. But how long are things going to go on in Washington where they take this losing record before they start looking for changes? Um, how long until the coach gets fired? I say we're four losses away from uh, Billy Donovan being gone. Um, I think Donovan's a good coach. Uh, I think he gets a lot of credit for the OKC team. He was coaching when he went, took them to the finals when he had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and a young James Harden, Serge Ibaka, Abbasavalosha. Uh, I think he gets a lot of credit for being a great coach from that team when really I think it was just really great talent because – you know, when things changed up in OKC, he really couldn't get it done. So maybe he does need to go. Um, I think he's a an all right coach. I don't think he's a great coach. And maybe they're just waiting for Dwight Howard to come back. Maybe they really need him. Um, I mean, they, they, they do really need him, especially as a rebounder. They're getting out rebounded uh, at a ridiculous amount, almost double digits night in and night out. So they do need Dwight Howard to come back. And are they willing to wait for that, or do they need to start making changes to the roster um, and just mark it up to a, yeah, we're going to start rebuilding now? Because, I mean, you have John Wall and Bradley Beal, and those guys have played together for a number of seasons, but they haven't really got you anything. Um, They've done well. They've made the Wizards a playoff team the past couple of seasons, but they're not doing anything when they hit the playoffs. And it is a little bit easier to get into the playoffs than in the East, than the West. I mean, at the eighth seed, there are 43 wins in the West, 47 wins. So it doesn't seem like a lot, but I mean, that's a big difference there. You're looking at four games uh, difference in between games. And I mean, even then Spurs who are ahead of the Timberwolves in the eighth seed in the West last year, they had 47 wins. It's close in the West. Uh, it's not that tight or that close. Really. When you look at games in the East, I mean, both conferences are tough. I mean, it's the NBA. You're playing with the best players, but the East historically has been you know, a bit easier um, than the West. But do you start looking at getting rid of Beal, getting rid of Wall? Um, I mean, I don't think you're going to get anyone else uh, traded from your team who's really going to give you a good return. Um, I mean, Kelly Oubre, maybe. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., maybe. I think if you trade those guys, you're just getting equal value guys. But I think if you trade a John Wall or a Bradley Beal, that you can get good talent for those guys. Um, I mean, John Wall, he's been in the league for, you know, a number of years, drafted back in 2010. Uh, so he has some years under his belt, but he's still a good player. He could still perform on a team. He can still help a team get to the playoffs. He's, he's done well um, in Washington. It's just Washington's had no one else for him uh, except for Bradley Beal. And that's really it. So I think he looks to trade those two guys. I don't think they're going to do well for the remainder of the season. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I think they're probably going to be in the bottom along with the Cavs. So I say let's just look to, to blow it up. Let's just rebuild now. Um, why wait until you know you miss the playoffs this year and then next year you miss the playoffs again? Why not just start now? Look at rebuilding. 
Uh, it's surprising to me that more teams don't follow the 76ers kind of method of building a team. Uh, I think Philadelphia is a great team to look at in terms of rebuilding. They had a number of terrible seasons, uh, but they got a lot of good draft picks. They allowed a coach in Brett Brown to stay in there. Um, and they said, we know we're going to lose. We're only going to win a few games. I mean, 19, 20 games a season, but we're going to let this guy stay in. We're going to let him coach. We're going to let him implement his system into this team and let him build and develop guys and build and develop this system. And now look at them. I mean, they're in the playoffs last year. They did well. Again, they're going to be a playoff team again this year. They're performing well. Uh, right now they're seventh in the East. They're four and four. Uh, had a loss against Toronto last night, but Toronto's obviously been number one and two seed in the East for a couple seasons now. So you're playing the best team in the East. I, I think it's time for more teams just to follow this Philadelphia way of life. Um, you know, maybe they do tank a few years and, and tankings. There's always negative connotations that come with that, but you're just rebuilding. So you're getting the draft picks, you're making smart trades, uh, which I think if you unload Beal and you unload John Wall, you can do that. And then as you're getting better, you're getting young talent, free agents that want to come to your city. They want to come to your team because they see the talent that's there. Uh, you know, over the summer, there was a lot of talk that LeBron James would have gone to Philadelphia. And I think that would have been an amazing uh, pairing of him and Philadelphia and all that young talent. I mean, he's getting a lot of young talent in L.A., but I decided he would stay in the East. I really wanted him to go to Philadelphia, but there he is going to the Lakers. So I think it's time for Washington to start blowing things up. And then same thing with Houston. Uh, terrible start, 1-5 and five, uh, after their great season last year. Again, number one in the West, 65 wins. I don't think they're going to get 65 wins this season. Um, Do they start looking to – Know, make a lot of trades, blow things up. They don't really have anyone, though, unfortunately, that they can trade and still be good. You can't get rid of James Harden. He's kind of your franchise guy. You've banked on him, CP3, same thing, big contract there. And then I have no idea why they went out and got Carmelo Anthony. He hasn't been performing at a great level at all this season. I mean, he's only started two games. He's averaging 13 Point two points a game. Uh, Mellow is past his prime, in my opinion. He's not a strong offensive threat as he used to be. Uh, we saw it kind of dwindling when he got to OKC, and I think he's just kind of joining teams now doing that ring search, which, I mean, no shame in that game. Everyone wants to win a ring. Uh, James Harden, 28.5 points a game. I mean, he's performing well, but he's really all that Houston has had to lean on. And he's, I mean, right now he's has an injury with a sore hamstring. And then Chris Paul uh, was out, you know, with the suspension. He's back um, now. He's averaging 19 points a game, 8.3 assists. Uh, so he's been playing well, but Houston just as a cohesive unit has not been playing well. And are they just chalking it up too well? James has been a bit sore. Chris has been out uh, with the suspension. How long do they wait until they start making a change? Uh, how many losses do they take until Mike D'Antoni gets fired? 
I mean, that's we just saw it in Cleveland. Potentially could see it in Washington. Is it also going to happen in Houston? Uh, I mean, taking a peek at their schedule, they're playing Brooklyn. I mean, you think the Nets are an easy win, but we saw them give Golden State a run for the money Sunday night. I wouldn't be surprised to see them do the same. But it looks like they're going on a bit of a Eastern Conference trip here, so they might get some victories, might get their mojo back. We'll check back in uh, with Houston on the 6th after they've played Brooklyn, Indiana, and Chicago. We'll see what their record's looking like. We'll see if there's any changes. Uh, and just keep a watchful eye on them. Uh, in the NBA tonight, good amount of games going on. Uh, Toronto taking on Phoenix. I think we all are counting on a win from Toronto in that one. L.A. and Orlando playing. Orlando, you know, they only have two wins so far this season, but they've shown some flashes uh, out on the court of being a great team. Now, their struggle is they don't score a lot of points. They're only averaging 100 points per game, which puts them, you know, towards the bottom in terms of pace. They're allowing 109 points a game, so they're towards the bottom in terms of defensive rating. But I've watched a few Orlando games, and they've just – looked good uh, at some points. Aaron Gordon, you know, has had some good moments. Uh, Terrence Ross, you know, he's had some fun out there. Uh, I've watched the Jonathan Isaac, uh, the young gun, um, the draft pick back in 2017 out of Florida State. He's uh, he's played well, and I could see him possibly being a most improved player um, candidate. We didn't talk about him last night, but you know, Orlando, they've shown some flashes. I don't think they're going to get any traction in terms of a playoff team, but they've done all right. Uh, Houston and Brooklyn, Houston needs this win. Uh, Indiana and Chicago, I see Indiana taking that. OKC and Washington, I think OKC is going to run all over Washington. Uh, get a big win, which is what they need. Uh, they're 2-4 and four right now. Russell's averaging 25 points a game, 10 rebounds, 7.8 assists right now. Um, Thunder have played well in the past couple games. Uh, you know, since they've got those wins, they lost four straight. Now they're on a two-game winning streak. Playing a struggling team like Washington should grab a win there. New York, Dallas. Dallas has taken that. Utah and Memphis is a good matchup. Uh both have an equal record of four and two. Memphis is fourth in the West, Utah seventh. Uh, it's going to be a good defensive battle. Both of those teams, great defensive teams, um, could go either way. And then Minnesota and Golden State play at the late game tonight, uh, which Jimmy Buckets is going to try his thing, but let's see what happens. I see Golden State taking the victory. Should we just make the prediction now that either Steph, Clay, or KD are going to break some sort of Record because that seems to be what's happening as of late for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, but we'll see. We'll definitely talk about anything exciting that happens tonight on tomorrow's podcast. Thanks for listening this evening. Enjoy the NBA, folks.